0: Brenda, how are you today? Hi Janetta, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. Hello and welcome
1: to the SP, Senior Medicare Patrol podcast, Sip and Learn with SP. Thank you for joining us today. I am Janetta with Senior Medicare Patrol. I'm the community outreach specialist for the Mississippi area and we also cover the state of Georgia. So today, the topic for today is going to be home health and hospice fraud. There are several differences between uh, home health and hospice care. There are some similarities that make it difficult for people to tell the difference between the two. So today, we're going to look at those differences and and to get a better understanding of these two types of care services and learn how to avoid becoming a victim of Medicare fraud as well. And of course, we will also give you a little bit of information about the SMP program.
0: And I'm Brenda, I'm the Community Outreach Specialist for Louisiana. Before we get started today, I would like to say that this project is supported by a grant from the U.S. Administration for Community Living, Department of Health and Human Services, Washington, D.C., U0201. SMP is sponsored by EQ Health Advise well and funded by a grant from the U.S. Administration on Aging. Now, today's topic is very interesting. Every time we go out into the community to talk about the Senior Medicare Patrol Program, and the message of the day we always get questions about you know differences between home health and hospice care and that's why we decided to put this podcast together for you so we can explain that and the different scams that go along with it so janetta let's start off with a definition can you tell us what is home health sure well home health is defined
1: as a wide range of health care services that can be given in your home for an illness or an injury. Medicare covers most home health services that are considered reasonable and necessary for the treatment of an illness or injury, usually after a hospital stay. The home health agency must be deemed Medicare certified. Home health agencies work with your doctor to evaluate your health care needs and tell you what home care services you need. To be eligible for these services, your doctor must certify that you are homebound and require at least one of the covered services. Home health is for individuals who are expected to recover from either the illness or injury for which they are being treated. Um, Let me just go over some of those services that are covered by Medicare. Mm -hmm. The first one would be uh, skilled nursing uh, care uh, on a part-time or intermittent basis. This care must be performed by a registered nurse or a licensed practical nurse, physical therapy, speech therapy, and occupational therapy. Those are also covered by Medicare. Home health aid services on a part-time or intermittent basis to assist you with things such as bathing, using the toilet, or dressing. Medicare will not pay for anyone to assist you with household chores such as vacuuming, washing clothes, or washing dishes. So remember that Medicare will not pay for those household chores that need to be done around your home. Medicare also uh, covers durable medical equipment such as walkers, wheelchairs, and bedside commodes. Uh, Also medical uh, supplies like wound care dressing um, that's ordered as part of your care, you know, of course, by your physician. Um, so those are some examples of things that are covered by Medicare. So, okay, Brenda, give us the definition of hospice. What is
0: hospice? Okay, hospice is a special way of caring for people who are terminally ill. Hospice care involves a team-oriented approach that addresses the medical, physical, social, Emotional and spiritual needs of the patient. Hospice also provides support to the patient's family or caretaker. To qualify for hospice care, a hospice doctor or your personal doctor must certify that you are terminally ill, meaning you are not expected to live for more than six months, as well as homebound. When you agree to hospice care, you are agreeing to comfort care, also known as palliative care instead of care to cure your illness. You must also sign a statement choosing hospice care instead of other Medicare-covered treatments for your terminal illness and related conditions. Coverage for hospice care may include the following. All items and services needed for pain relief and symptom management, medical, nursing, and social services, medications for pain management, durable medical equipment for pain relief and symptom management. This may be things such as wheelchairs, electrical um, hospital beds, bedside commodes, and things like that. You may have an aide and homemaker services. With hospice care, you are acknowledging that you are not going to get better, and therefore the focus is on giving you the best quality of life possible given your condition. In this case, you may have an aide come to assist you with bathing, going to the bathroom, or any other personal hygiene care you may need. Hospice care also allows you to have homemaker services. This is someone who will assist you with such things as lighthouse work, changing your bed, and washing your clothes or dishes. This is one of the differences from home health. So there are similarities but at the same time you have these differences that you know that um, define the difference between hospice care and home health so it's important that everyone learn what those differences are so you don't get confused when you're choosing the service that you prefer
1: yes so um
0: yeah it's it's sometimes it's a lot of information to take in but I think that it's good that you know, you're always reading up on it so you're informed. So, Janetta, um, you know, s and we, we deal with fraud and scams, and there's several, you know, that occur in different ways. What are some examples of home health fraud? Can you give us those? Sure. Okay.
1: So, examples of home health fraud. The most common uh, home health fraud scam is when Medicare is billed for services, such as physical, occupational, or speech therapy that were never actually provided. Okay? The beneficiary is asked to sign, maybe the beneficiary is asked to sign a blank form um, during a home visit. And when they do that, this will allow the agency to then bill Medicare for a variety of services that were never provided.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah, um, an unscrupulous physician may also fraudulently uh, certify that the beneficiary is homebound when they are not.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: sometimes um, the beneficiary is offered cash or some other type of incentive you know, to sign the form. Mm -hmm. And allowed the physician to charge Medicare for services that um, they didn't perform or that were never received. So an example of of a home health fraud, let's see, is kind of like when Medicare is billed for skilled nursing care, but this care is not provided at all. Instead, um, the provider sends someone to the beneficiary's home to help with housekeeping, um, run errands, um, um, but bills Medicare for skilled nursing services. And if you remember um, in my definition of home health, we stated that uh, Medicare is not, uh, should not or will not pay for those um, things like cleaning your home and washing your dishes. So you have to remember, Medicare doesn't pay for those things. But if they send, if the physician sends someone out to your home to do housekeeping, and then they bill for skilled nursing, well, that's going to be an example of healthcare fraud. Um, so if you see something like this on your bill, or notice some billing um, inconsistencies, if you have questions about home health fraud, or billing questions about home health fraud, you can call s and 877 at eight seven seven two seven two. 8720, Monday through Friday, 8 30 to 5 Central Time, or you can contact us on our website, www.stopmedicarefraud.org. So, Brenda, since we've kind of talked about that home health fraud, mm-hmm. what are or what is an example of hospice fraud?
0: Well, hospice fraud occurs when Medicare is falsely billed for services that are defined as hospice care. So some of the examples of hospice fraud include a provider enrolling a patient in hospice care without the knowledge or permission of the patient or the family. Also, a provider falsely certifying that the beneficiary is terminally ill, a life expectancy of six months or less if the disease runs its normal course. Uh, a provider billing for a higher level of care than needed or provided or billing for services that were not provided. Another example is a provider keeping a beneficiary enrolled in hospice care for long periods of time without any medical justification. And lastly, providing inadequate or less care on weekends and disregarding a beneficiary's plan of care. So, Like you mentioned, you know, you have to be really careful about signing certain forms. You know, if you get a a blank form, don't sign it because you don't know exactly what they're going to fill in without your knowledge. And also, if you need, you deserve an explanation of what you're going to sign. So if you don't understand something, you can ask them to explain it to you or have someone that you trust read it to you and explain it to you before you sign it. Because you don't want to fall victim to these type of frauds.
1: Absolutely, um, that's that's correct.
0: Yes, it's and it's important. You know, when you do get your explanation of benefits or your Medicare summary notices to review or have someone you trust look at it and review it for any, you know, uh, just things that don't look right on there. And you have the right to question it. You can call us about. Any hospice fraud that you may suspect at 877 272 8720. Again, Monday through Friday from 8.30 30 in the morning to 5 p.m. in the afternoon Central Time. Or you can contact us through our website at www.stopmedicarefraud.org. And I want to mention too that although we cover the states of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Georgia, the SP program is just available throughout the United States. Each state has its own um, S&P group that works the state. So if you are outside of the three states that I mentioned, you can call 877-808-2468, which is the national SMP uh, telephone number, and they will connect you to your local SMP to, so you can reach out to them and, and explain to them what whatever it is that you need to to ask or you can log on to the smpresource.org website and look for your state's contact number it's important that you question these um, you know anything that you that you see on your on your billing that that you may be questioning you can call and ask you know what is going on i need an explanation and and you might just find something that you know, that we need to know about, uh, because we do, that's what we, that's our job, to look for any uh, fraudulent um, schemes that, or scams that are going on with your Medicare um, account.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: just give us a call.
0: Yeah, give us a call. It's free. You don't have to pay for our our services. Remember, we, um, we work under a grant that helps us help you. We're your advocates. And we're here as a free resource to you and your families. Okay, Janetta, so how can you avoid, I mean, we've been talking about this because this is our theme, right? But how can you avoid (laughs) becoming a victim of of home health or hospice fraud in general? Yeah,
1: okay. So to avoid becoming a victim of home health or or hospice fraud, first thing you want to do is never sign a blank form from your home health or hospice provider never sign a blank form. Mm-hmm. Number two, avoid offers uh, for gifts or cash in exchange for your Medicare number. You don't wanna accept things uh, for that number because you know, they'll start misusing um, that number for their own purposes.
0: It's not worth
1: it. It's not worth it, mm-hmm. okay? And also watch your Medicare summary notice and the explanation of benefits. To make sure um, Medicare has not been billed for home health or hospice services that were not provided. So look over your bill and make sure you're being billed for services that were actually provided.
0: Also, no, I was just going to say sometimes you don't even need to give out your Medicare number to have it compromised. So that's why it's important true. to just, you know, check your, your summary notices because someone else that already has access to it might have given it out, you know, so we're not hundred percent protected. You know, although you, you know, I know people that say, I never give out my, my Medicare number. <laughs> right. But how can that happen? It can happen. It so can. Just be on the lookout.
1: Exactly. Okay. And only agree to, um, last but not least, only agree to home health or hospice services if your doctor has certified you to receive those services, not over the phone by some physician you don't know. Mm -hmm. Make sure this is your doctor that is writing this order and and your doctor knows you and knows what you need. And they're gonna write the order based on what you need, a medical necessity. And they're not gonna just write a prescription for you when you don't need it. Um, Your doctor knows your needs and he is the best person that can make that decision um, for you. So Brenda, can you just go over real quick our the Medicare tips that we always give out um, in regard to um, Medicare fraud and keeping you know what our three keys, we call them.
0: Right. Um, Now that hopefully you are familiar with home health and hospice fraud and the differences, we want to remind you of the three keys, the three main Medicare fraud prevention tips that we always stress first one is protect. Treat your Medicare and Social Security numbers like your debit or credit card. Do not carry them with you unless you need them. Do not provide your Medicare number to individuals that are not authorized medical professionals. And remember, Medicare will not call you to ask you for your Medicare number or to verify information or update it. The second key is detect. Keep track of your visits to the doctor clinic, hospital, or pharmacy and compare them to your Medicare summary notices or explanation of benefits. Review your information for potential errors, fraud, or abuse. This includes, but is not limited to, double billing, charges for services not received, and or services not ordered by your doctor. And the last one is report. If you suspect that you are at risk or that you've be- become a victim of Medicare fraud, Report it immediately. Contact your S and P for assistance with Medicare scams, waste, or abuse. Reporting any possible errors or fraud helps to save your benefits and protects others from becoming a victim. Also,
1: absolutely.
0: Yes. Protect. Detect. Report. Protect. The three keys. Detect
1: report. Three keys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can reach us at 877-272-8720, Monday through Friday, 8.30 in the morning to 5 in the afternoon central time. Or you can contact us on our website, and this is 24-7, at www.stopmedicarefraud.org. Remember, this is, um, our job is to be a free resource to you when it, becomes, when it comes to Medicare fraud or healthcare scams. And we're here for you
1: absolutely we also have the facebook page you can reach out to us on that page and we also have the spanish speaking uh, spanish
0: facebook page as well we do yeah and on social media uh each state has its facebook page remember you all you have to do is look for georgia senior medicare patrol or louisiana or mississippi um and the smp page is SP and Espanol or Spanish Medicare S M P? You'll find us, and we recommend that you go ahead and like us on Facebook so that you're updated constantly with what we are posting. We're always posting the latest scams or alerts that we need to to um, let you know about. We also post we, we post videos, yeah. we post tips of the day. Yeah. We just, you know, very uh, important information that we feel. Empowers you to protect yourself and not become a victim of of this, you know, just this trend Damn. that just never goes away, which is healthcare and Medicare fraud.
1: Absolutely, it never goes away. It never goes away.
0: <laughs> it never goes away. They're always, you know, coming up with some uh, just creative scams but <laughs> our job is to be two steps ahead of the scam artists
1: absolutely we're gonna try <laughs> We're gonna try i'm <laughs> gonna do this together and remember together we can fight medicare
0: fraud <laughs> exactly exactly well, thank you brenda this was well, thank fun you. it thank was you. <laughs> it was and we we just invite everybody else to listen to our other podcasts available now uh we have about I would say seven now. And yeah. Yeah, this is the eighth one that we recorded um, there for your enjoyment as well as just, you know, hopefully teaching you something so that you don't become a victim of scams and, and fraud, you know, when it comes to, to Medicare. And uh, you know, we invite that, you know, invite you to, to listen to them and share them with your friends and family it's um, always good to know what's going on out there so that you can just, um, you know, share good tips with your friends about these scams. Yeah. Like, I said, like we said, there's always some creative scam coming out. <laughs> we want you to just um, not fall for it. Right.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we hope you can join us again um, for the next episode. Thank you for joining us
0: today you have a wonderful rest of your day. Everybody out there listening to us, thank you for joining us today and stay in touch for our next Sip and Learn with SNCMP.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye, Brenda.
0: Bye, Janetta.